Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which she's definitely a repeat author for us. We've done Daisy Jones and the Six, and we've done Malibu Rising, so now we're doing her newest book, Carrie Soto is Back. Um, and we well, have mixed feelings about it. <laughs> and we love Taylor Jenkins Reid. Like, we... We both felt very passionately about Daisy Jones and Six. I think me and Marissa actually got in like a, a fight and like didn't talk for a couple of days after that podcast. <laughs> we were so passionate about it. I think it's one of our best episodes though, because we were we were arguing the whole time, but I feel like we had such diverse opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Um and you actually didn't finish reading Malibu Rising when we recorded Malibu Rising, and I didn't know that because your text didn't go through. So I <laughs> remember just going off and you had no idea (laughs) and I was just like yeah that was crazy (laughs) gave no details just agreed I do think she she's very unique writer and I feel like she writes each book very differently and she hops Mm -hmm. around in time a lot or I guess what Melba Rising is like by hour she just does her writing very uniquely and I I think it was good writing per se I just don't really like the story she told with this book yeah I I will say of the books I've read by her because you've read an additional one um so I don't know how the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo is but of the books I've read by her I actually think this book ended up having the most plot because I was kind of describing her books to my mom and I was like she kind of writes a ton of character development and like sucks you in through character development but like what was the plot of Daisy Jones and the Six all I remember is the guy was cheating and I was rooting for him and then (laughs) like Malibu Rising again I'm like there was kind of the house fire and that was like the big climax but the story's really about the siblings and their relationship so with this one up until the first 30 or 40%, I thought it was going the same direction where it was just like, no plot, just here's the character. And then we finally got a plot, which is her comeback to tennis. So so I will give it that, like it definitely had a plot and it definitely had like a really big moment at the end. But all in all, it was just like someone I couldn't really root for. She's a very difficult character to love. And I feel like that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Marissa earlier, Carrie Soto was introduced in Malibu Rising in like, the first chapter when Nina's like, yeah, like she's sleeping with my husband right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> right so now. <laughs> she sets up this character to like not like her. Mm-hmm. Um I do say like in in the final game, I was like kind of rooting for her because more for her dad. Yeah. Um I really liked her father and I was like, I really wanted her to win the like last US Open and like beat these records for her dad. Um, but she's a hard character to like. She Yeah, she's a very hard character to like. And I feel like it was so self-imposed. And the two big things that I point out is the fact that she freaking fired her dad as her coach. Like what? And then she never tried to make friends. And like, I get it. Like, I'm a loner too. But she was like openly rude to everyone and openly refusing to be friends with anyone. And I'm like, if you've been in the sport long enough, you would think she'd 
you know, have made friends along the way, and she just didn't. It reminds me of uh, when we first started work, and Marissa didn't want to be my friend, but she wasn't openly rude to me. She just ignored me. <laughs> just refused to talk to you. <laughs> It's actually funny. Some of my closest relationships in my life are people that like I just sat next to and started talking to and like didn't give them an option to like not speak to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you, you're good at that. Um, but it doesn't like yeah, you said like she could have been a loner and like not tried to be friends with people, but she actively like was just mean. Um I do I do feel like some of the points in this book were about like sexism, especially in like women's sports. Um, because I do feel like she gets shed such a bad light for not being friendly when like ha- if a man did do that, it probably wouldn't be retrieved retrieved the same way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, if I was like a competitor and she- I was versing her, I'd be scared because she just looks mean. One of my favorite Carrie Soto moments was in the before so before her comeback and she'd won one of her matches or something it was a post interview and she was smiling and the interviewer was like oh you're smiling it's so nice to see you smile and then Carrie immediately dropped her smile (laughs) I was just like no I was like okay I kind of like her for doing that (laughs) she was like unapologetically herself Mm -hmm. so you have to respect her for that but yeah um she did seem like kind of a coward like she kind of was scared to lose which I mean I get it who likes losing um but and she was scared to like express her feelings at all about anything like even to her parent, like her dad it took her dad it took like years for her to actually feel like communicate with her father well and more so than that her dad was scared to be honest with her just because of her personality her angry um like her inability to lose like you said no one wants to lose no one likes to lose it's never fun but the people I look up to in sports are people who can lose with grace who can move on with their lives and like be happy still Carrie Soda was not like that and so her dad was never able to be honest with her because if he said something negative or if he were to give her critiques she would lose it she'd fire him for Christ's sake That broke my heart when he comes into the room and he has tears in his eyes. I felt so bad. And also he had a point when he's like, stop jumping so high. And she's like, don't tell me what to do. Literally, he could have prolonged her career. Yeah, which is exactly okay. Spoiler warning. Uh, don't don't listen if you haven't read the end. But it's exactly what happens at the end when she's coaching Chan and she's like, we need to preserve your ankle. So you're going to stop doing stupid things to break your ankle. And Chan's like, no, I don't want to. But then, you know, she listens to her. It's like her coaching ended up being just like her dad, you know, like her dad was right the whole time. Yeah, I do. I did like the father and a relationship of it. There was just they were both very flawed humans. and I feel like we don't really read like in all the books we read I feel like the last one especially like it wasn't real like well that one was a really bad example because that one will have like merman in it but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't real <laughs> excuse me it wasn't <laughs> I feel like even the emotions in that book didn't really feel real and I do feel like Taylor Jenkins reads writes really well of like really flawed humans and their emotions so I do I do feel like she writes beautifully and I feel like she writes about imperfect people and in a very like mainstream like 
so many people read her books where I wouldn't think this would be a book everyone would read because it's like a harder read. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And I am surprised she's so popular because her books are, they have a message to them and a lesson to learn in each one. And they're almost reminiscent of something you would read in high school to study, tear apart. How did she convey this? How did she do that? And yet they're captivating. Like, even as I was texting you how much I hated Carrie Soto, I read this book straight through. Well, I listened to it, but I did not, I could not stop listening to it. It was just, it like pulls you in, it captivates you. And like, even though you hate the character and sort of, I mean, I, I like you, I learned to like her by the end, but you know, she's a challenging person. So Taylor is an amazing writer. Um, and I like, this is not the last book I'll read by her. No, I think she has us hooked at this point. I still think my favorite book of hers is Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm-hmm, mine too. I, I think my least favorite is still the Seven what, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Okay. That one jumped around a lot in time periods, and I really struggle with that sometimes. I feel like she did a really good job in this book. Like, it didn't break up the story that much. And there wasn't a time period which that I preferred more than the other. But with that one, it was, like, hopped around a lot, and I was like... Okay, I can't I can't stay with this. Um I honestly forget Malibu Risings completely. All I remember is the father and the siblings. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I say there was no plot in Malibu Rising. Absolutely no plot. Like the house burned down, but it wasn't even that bad. I don't think anyone was injured. So like that was what it was all leading to. There was no plot. It was just about the siblings. I but did like I, you. Yeah, I, I mean I think I liked it. I like that one too. Um Again, I, yeah, I couldn't tell you anything that happened. I actually couldn't tell you what happened to Daisy Jones. I just remember liking it and reading it really fast. Mm-hmm. The, I was actually in the store um, yesterday, or maybe Friday, and someone asked me what I thought about uh, Colleen Hoover. And I was like, she's just, I just don't like her. I'm like, but I always relate the two of them together. I just feel like they're both so big. Like, they're just common... I don't want to say mainstream authors because, like, the people who don't read a lot read Taylor and Reed and Colleen Hoover. Like, those are the two I feel like they always go to. I feel like Colleen Hoover makes sense because her books are very easy to read. They're very, like, emotional and they're very, like, there's always love in them. Whereas I feel like Taylor Jacob Reads is hard because it's never a, a nice love story. Like, there's love in them, but it's it's always imperfect. It's always failing. It's always awful, like, which is nice, but also... I don't I don't know how she's so big but I mean she's good but she's I am confused why non-readers love her so much I don't know I did think this had the biggest love story though well I mean aside from Daisy Jones on the six but that was kind of a failed love story (laughs) I thought this was the most successful love story um her and Bo I thought it was cute the way like they both had their issues but supported each other and then the only, the only thing I didn't like was I don't remember him from the before. I don't either. It probably was a quick mentioning. Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever she had her first um, interaction with the boy and he kind of was like, she's like, oh, like, why don't we date? And he's just kind of like, no, just because you're playing around. I feel like that set the bar for her. So like for the rest of the book, like I feel like she always had that mentality, like, oh, guys don't want to date me. They just want to sleep with me. Uh-huh. And it's so sad that like that could happen. Like that moment, that one moment in time set her on this cycle. And she like, 
I didn't have a mother to like kind of guide her and like her dad just kind of was like we're not going to talk about boys ever like we're, like this we're going to avoid this topic and that one moment set her entire life in motion and like she never really accepted a, a boy until Bo and Bo just like didn't let her say no like Bo just like stuck yeah. around until but it's sad because it took her to be like what 38 for that to happen but I feel like she became that guy the guy who told her like oh this is fine as it is we don't need to put labels on it like you're gonna go away in a few months whatever she did that exact same thing to Bo when they were like in bed together and she's like I don't need a bedside table like I'm not gonna be that girl and I was like be that girl you and Bo have been together now for like six months get him a bedside table but I feel like she did that as a coping mechanism and I don't think she talked about how I feel like that has to hurt as like what she was like 13 or like 15 like as a 15 year old girl that has to hurt and Mm -hmm. I feel like from then on she did as a coping mechanism being like oh I'm like I'm not letting anybody get close to me and I feel like that also goes back to her mother leaving. Like, she pretty much didn't let anybody else get close to her besides her father mm-hmm. since her mother died. Except yeah. Bo. So, and her it, agent. But it took her, like, 10 years working with her agent to be like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like her agent was shocked when she expressed <laughs> emotion. And the agent was like, oh, oh, you like me? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> never would have guessed, but okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why her books are just so a popular they're just relatable like I can just relate to like you get your heart broken once and you're just like never let anybody close to you again for a while yeah learning how to be vulnerable again what did you think of um her competitor Chan I didn't love her I love Nikki Chan (laughs) I I just felt like she felt so sorry for herself all the time Nikki yeah yeah that's true I so I liked her when we first met her not like first met her first chapter but their first interactions together I liked her then when they were in the bar together and Nikki threw some kind of like um jab at her I don't remember what it was but it was some kind of jab and I was like oh maybe I don't like Nikki but then when Nikki sent her the flowers after Carrie Soto took her uh, record back or tied the record and Nikki sent her the flowers and was like, yellow is a declaration of war. I was like, ooh, I love Nikki Chan. <laughs> I do like her bringing Greek mythology and that goes back to Nikki, how Nikki was like, um, I forget now who took down Achilles, but I've read two Achilles retelling. I should know this, but um, I did like that. I like the Greek mythology throughout and how Achilles had one weakness mm. and it was kind of her ego, his ego, her ego. But I'm glad she came back. I do wish she would have won the last one and then just retired on that. Like won the US Open and that was it. Yeah, I wasn't sure how it was going to end. I had a feeling she wasn't going to win on the last one because it's Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I felt like it would be too happy if she won on the last one. But in the last match, I was rooting for Carrie. I was like wanting her to pull it out because she was finally just having fun and playing the way her dad always wanted her to. And she kind of like wasn't upset about losing. It was kind of like, you know, either I'm going to win this or I'm going to lose to the best player in tennis. And I'm fine with either one. And so I was like, all right, this is a great one now for her to win. And then she lost. And I was like, all right, whatever, Taylor Jenkins, I kind of knew you were going to do that, but fine. 
she can never have a happy ending <laughs> no ever no, but I mean I get the whole like point of the story was kind of she kind of had to lose in the last one to achieve the point of the story which was that it was never about winning it was about Carrie healing and overcoming her her ego basically I do wish I knew tennis reading this book because like all these matches that she talks about it as if we should just know yeah what these like I know the U.S. Open because we're in I'm in New York and like it happens here but like what's the one that she always wins on the grass Wimberly Wimbley 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 (laughs) (laughs) I don't know like I don't even know any of these tournaments so Mm -hmm. I do wish I guess they had some like tennis background I feel like anybody who likes tennis would like this book because it talks a lot about tennis Mm -hmm. um no I, I mean I gave this book a four out of five it's definitely not like a book that I will read again or I don't even know if I'd really recommend this to people um because it's just like a it's not an easy read yeah I'd recommend Daisy Jones before I recommend this one yeah and it intro to Taylor's writing first and then this one I probably do Malibu Rising first and then this one I still like Malibu Rising she has stayed on theme with her times um I think Daisy Jones is like Daisy Jones in the Six was in the 60s. Uh, I think the Evelyn Hugo was in the 70s. This, the, this one was in the 80s, I think. 80s or 90s. I think it was 90s because she played a 1995 tournament. And this was in the 90s, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But this was Malibu Rising was in the 80s. Oh, so, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So she stayed in this like mm-hmm. time thing. So I guess it's her next book in the 2000s. I Ooh. would love if she did like a Britney Spears kind of thing. Yeah. Because she... Uh, Daisy Jones and Six is kind of like um, what's the band now? It's kind of based off of, like a band that was popular then, like loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love her to do a loosely Britney Spears. <laughs> um, Britney Spears is relevant. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. But uh-huh. no, she. I I will be next time she's book. I will be pre-ordering it as soon as possible. Um, I do like the cover. I just feel like it's a little different than her other covers, but I do like the cover a lot. I like the cover. I thought based on the cover, I was going to really root for Carrie Soto because just like, I don't know, there's something about the way the cover makes me feel. I thought Carrie was going to be this really nice person. Uh, And then like it opens up and I was like, I don't know about this Carrie Soto. She doesn't fit what I felt from the cover. Also, in the book, she talks about like not being thin and like kind of like being bigger. Mm hmm. And not in too much detail. Like we don't really know what size she is, but this cover looks like a like a thin girl. Like look at that jaw structure. Gorgeous model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just Carrie Soto not seeing her own worth. Yeah, I think it goes down to the fact that, like, yeah, she. Even though her dad and her were so close, that she still had daddy issues. Oh, she had daddy issues, which is funny because like it's so different from I feel like Nina. Because Nina was beautiful and knew she was beautiful. She didn't let it get to her head, though. And she definitely had daddy issues. I mean, her daddy was like Mick Jagger or something. Um, so, like, Nina definitely had daddy issues. And so that's why I love that Carrie Soto is the one who stole the husband or, like, he cheated with Carrie Soto. And their reactions to that, like, if it had been in the reverse, Carrie Soto would have killed Nina, you know? But yeah. because it was like Nina, Nina was just like, it's not Carrie's fault. It's my stupid husband's fault. And like, 
I just love the. I love how she brought it in. She made it like a little world. Oh, and Daisy Jones was mentioned in this book. Yeah, she was reading a book. I didn't know if she was reading like Taylor's book about Daisy Jones <laughs> or a book about Daisy Jones and the Six, but she brought that in there. Um, yeah, she has been her own little like uh, Taylor Jenkins Reid universe. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for this more verse. You know what word I've been hearing a lot on social media that I actually don't think I have any idea what it actually is? What is a metaverse? Isn't the metaverse just out there? like data or something i don't i don't know they just keep saying metaverse and i'm like am i supposed to know what this is like i only <laughs> know sarah j mass's verse or like jenkins reads verse. like i don't know what the metaverse is i know the marvel cinematic universe the sarah j mass universe and now this one i don't know about the meta metaverse um but yeah overall she can read we love your books <laughs> We do, we do. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I actually did give this four stars on Goodreads, which I was, if you read my review, it does not sound like I'm giving it four stars. <laughs> but there's just something about her writing. She is a bear, like her, I feel like she writes her books that are meant to be controversial. Like you mm-hmm. can read this book and have two different opinions. Like thankfully we're on the same page and there's no fighting today, but like, <laughs> We could have walked in this and I'd been like, Carrie said it was the bomb diggity. I love her to death. Like, she's such a badass. And you'd be like, she sucks. Like, yeah. thankfully, we agree. Um, honestly, I don't remember. I really don't remember Mount Rising, but you didn't finish it. So you didn't have a strong opinion either. But um, I am curious what you think about Evan Hugo. I have it on my shelf. Okay. Uh, I don't know where we left off. We got cut off. But we're okay. back. Let's just say. We're back like Carrie Soto. <laughs> I had such a good Instagram photo idea for this, and I don't have a tennis racket to fulfill it. I wanted to do, like, a tennis racket where I, like, throw it up in the air and, like, hit it. Uh-huh. But I don't have a tennis racket. I'm in the city. Um, so, I got you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't posted all week. I've been so bad about Instagram. And I didn't do any likes when I was in Hawaii, and I haven't done any likes since being back. I did likes for you while you were in Hawaii. Okay. And I think I stopped the day you came back, or maybe the day before you came back. But because yes. um, I got distracted. I haven't done likes for myself all week, but I've been really bad about that. I've just been so busy. But this week, I actually literally have nothing planned. So beside my writing class, my last writing class of the of the class period. So I'm Is a little there sad. Like a final uh, project that you guys have been working on? Um, there's just, they just want to bring wine. He might make us read things out loud. Last class, he was like, write a trauma. So I write about my parents' divorce. And he's like, okay, read it out loud. And I'm like, no. <laughs> that is personal, sir. Wow. He, like, wants to uh, hear all your traumas. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, uh, so my best writing I've ever done, but no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tennis and recommend recommend taking writing class i might take another one in the new year but i do it's like it's every wednesday from 7 to 10 which is so long and especially like i go to work from like nine to set like six o'clock so like i go straight there from work and it's just a long day like when i go home at 10 o'clock i'm like i my brain is beat so i do i'm excited for it to kind of be over with just so i can have like my nights if i do it again i might do it on like a saturday morning did you learn a lot yeah and he gives a lot of material um about like just like archetypes and things like that it was just like good and it was also just time to write which I never really make time for so it was good a very happy class and I feel like I'm in the writing mood um 
but just the fall so crazy always yeah yeah well and now oh I guess you won't have busy season coming up right you're you're not really no I'm wow. like free oh. uh not free free but like yeah it won't I don't know I don't know what the winter looks like when I don't have busy season that's gonna like, be so interesting I'm gonna have to like get a hobby no writing <laughs> is your hobby <laughs> shit I forgot about that uh. <laughs> no because I I like I'm also in the writing mood something about this weather and like putting on my sweatshirt drinking my tea it like puts me in the writing mood and I'm just getting back into the groove of writing and I'm like crap I have one and a half months before busy season starts and I can't write anymore damn that's hard um but no we, we need to make time we're gonna we're gonna lower our book count to less less goals um I'm gonna only make my like 40 next year whoa (laughs) you're gonna be done in two months (laughs) no I think I'm really trying to write more um and maybe we'll like shorten our seasons or we only have one longer season so we shall see we'll see what 2023 brings but for now um let's do our sign off so thanks for listening this is Kayla and Marissa and make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast and Marissa's new blog at sidecharacterenergy.com. And hopefully I'll post again soon. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> this is Kayla. And Marissa. Did we say that already? <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>